Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Don was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness. Where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole. And that's what led them here. The trap inside of Magic Studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. Coming to you live from Dawn's bunker. Currently, um, <laughs> no, I see that the sunlight has been blocked out so that I can see you on cam. Uh-huh. Dawn has been broadcasting yeah. live from her home this week. And uh, I will say... We have plenty to talk about today. So, first of all, Dawn, how are you doing? I'm doing so much better than oh, even yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm some on sleep. some antiviral drugs that have been affecting some of my other drugs, which is why I'm kind of loopy. So, um, just we'll know, at some point. if Dawn's extra loopy today, uh, thank you, Pharmaceutical Industry of America. <laughs> And if you listened to the podcast yesterday, especially the third hour, where I couldn't quit laughing. Yeah, she she uh, was very excited about Britney's manager. More on that later. But Dawn, <laughs> we have to get started. So one of the things that you've had the chance to do, as have I, and Mike will shortly be joining us, as I hope many My Talk listeners will, is kicking off the Bradley and Dawn, not a book club, but it's really a book no. club. It's just that we're listening. It's an audio book. Spare Prince Harry's book was out today. You guys, it kind of broke the internet. Did you know this? So I, oh. I actually had a problem downloading the book this morning, and I thought, well, maybe it was just me. So then oh. I, I found out later, just before the show, I was bebopping around. Audible was like, hey, we're aware like some of you are having problems getting this download. Uh, please stand by. So I wonder if so many my talkers <laughs> decided to join our Not A Book Club to listen to uh, Prince Harry read Spare that it broke it broke Audible. I admittedly oh didn't gosh. read or, or didn't start it because I was having some issues with it, and I just thought it was my no, own n- inability to use you. Audible. But now, thank you. You shed some light on that. Dawn, but you started. Oh, no. I, I got the chance to start. Should we give listeners a little bit of our first impression? Mm-hmm. I think so. All right. Where do you uh, want to so start? So I listened to the first three chapters. Uh, I won't get into... You, you went through the first couple. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the overall, third chapter. I don't I don't know exactly where, but like just mm-hmm. overall from the first, you know, just overall, your general yeah. sense of this book. What what was your first couple takeaways? 
I really feel like he knows the gravity of the situation he's in. He knows the stakes. He has reverence for his own personal history, the monarchy. Um, he really does love England, and he loves where he came from. He loves Frogmore Castle, you know, he, and the setting was just, you know, painted beautifully through his words, and he is not a dumb person. He really is aware of his privilege, and it was almost like listening to an audio version of The Crown. Everything, mm. he's sort of confirming even some of the scenes we see in The Crown, uh, like like his, when he first meets Dodie Al-Fayed, mm -hmm. and uh, his trip to Saint-Tropez with his mother, and jet skiing, and, you know, um, and reflecting on his grandfather. He has a lot of reverence for him. Um, and I'm trying to listen to it without being cynical because I've seen so many articles about how, like, Harry's said too much. I mean, we have Bethany Frankel out there just, like, basically oh, saying, oh, my God, please, enough of these people. And, uh, you know, and every other article that you read is kind of like, saying he shouldn't be talking and mm -hmm. I, i'm just like wow this is a real experience that this person has and is still having that i am empathetic to um and i'm just listening to him not because it's like oh he's dishing all the dish i mean there are things that i'm like wow i can't believe i get to hear this you know but it's also done with care mm -hmm. and thoughtfulness so those are my first impressions. What did you think? Well, I, I want to touch on a couple of the things that you said, because it, it mirrors or overlaps some of the things I was thinking about as I started reading, uh, you know, the first few chapters of Spare. Again, if you want to join our Not a Book Club book club experience, I'm sure Lori and Julie are going to be talking about this. I'm not sure if um, The Morning Show and or Donna and Steve have talked about this show yet, but... You can simply just join us by reading the book, listening to the audio book, and then interacting with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on, uh, you know, send us an email. You'll have to do that individually because they still haven't gotten our show email figured out. Okay. <laughs> I've sent an email. I'm waiting for a response. Um, yeah. So you can join that, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later specifically to get your thoughts in the second, or excuse me, the two o'clock hour of the show. But... As I started to listen, I thought to myself two things. The first thing was, oh, my God, the writing is amazing. And that I would just chalk up simply to uh, the ghostwriter. That is the sure. sort of melodiousness. Oh, what's that? Oh, sorry. That was a that was a <laughs> just go on. Found effects. Um, J.R. Moringer. And he is the ghostwriter for Prince Harry's. So, like, I had this thing where I'm like, I know that it was ghostwritten, but it's also Prince Harry is literally reading the words of Spare. So I'm like, I wonder how, I just think about, like, nuts and boltsy things. Like, I wonder how many of these words are actually his words. And, you know, there's, like, an introduction at the beginning where he kind of sets the stage, but then it goes into the book proper. And I'm like, did he write the, you know, preface himself? Or is that, was that written? Because, to your point, and this was my second point, but also overlaps what you said, he has such an evocative way of painting a picture about the settings he's in, and in fact calls it out, makes a point to say, yes. I don't have the ability to remember exact conversations word for word that happened in the 90s, but I can promise you that if I've been to a place, I will remember down to the floor tax. Uh, what that place, that space was like. And he talks about how perhaps 
that was, uh, you know, that could be a result of trauma in his life. It could just be a result of the kind of person he is, but that he has this sensory ability or the ability to put those senses to words. And he, he does that so well, which, for example, uh, translates when he's talking about Balmoral, when he's there oh. as, you know, as his grandfather has passed. And that was so lovely. Right. And he's able to paint this just picture of Balmoral, the castle that the royal family spends a lot of time at when they're not, you know, doing their day to day work that you feel transported. And so I'm very much looking forward to Prince Harry transporting us to all of these places. And I feel like we are in good hands because we have this ghostwriter, J.R. Moringer. We have Harry himself and his this position that nobody else has shared with us. You know, you talked about the crown. The Mm. crown uh, is fiction, right? Like it maybe got some things right. But for the first time, we have somebody who is writing in a in a entertaining way about a side of the of this family that we've never from a vantage point that we've never seen before. So it's just terribly unique for us. It is. And I really do feel like since he can, you know, recall, as he points out, everything in such detail, uh, I I believe that. You know, the words that I'm hearing, although there is a ghostwriter, those are ones that he truly believes and feels. You know, you can you can feel it when he's reading it that those that is those are his thoughts just put into a beautiful, <laughs> almost poetic way, even to uh, describing, you know, his mother's smile mm-hmm. that really struck me, um, just how she lit up a room, uh, how she just her personally talking to them and looking at them and and um he feels her presence and just the way he described Diana was just in a way that was so intimate that nobody has really been able to do in that way it's a unique mm-hmm. experience that he and William only have and um boy and it, also- it's just sets the stage for you know a part that gets kind of sad about how he is rejected by his father and brother and also very shady. Like there is this whole po- point where he essentially calls his brother like balding and getting uglier by the day. Oh my like, gosh! But I does know. it in such a like s- such a delightfully royal, unoffend, inoffensive. Like you don't realize totally. the shade until you're halfway down the page and you're like, wait a minute, I think he just called his brother bald and ugly because and, like, there's used to look like his mother, but he's really not starting to not look like yeah, her, like by which the day means so much. It means uh-huh. two things, right? Um, Mike, I, I know you haven't had a chance to crack the page because you were having some downloading issues and likely some of our listeners who were also, um, you know, looking forward to spare that is Prince Harry's memoir that is now available and we're listening to as an audio book. But was there something you're looking forward to in reading this book or that you're curious about? Well, I just, you guys both obviously painted the picture really, really well of about where this is going to go and how it kind of sets things up. And I'm super excited to uh, to jump in because, like you guys know, I don't have a ton of experience. I never, you know, really watched The Crown or really knew too much about those things until I joined Ooh. the station. You're so forgiven. This You're is forgiven. me just diving in for the Whoa. first time and just trying to trying to take it all in. I'm curious to see then what what this blank canvas will yeah. mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. after you've you've had some thoughts and images painted upon it. Don, what are you um, 
what are you most looking forward to as we go on? Like he's he started us off in a I think a good direction. We've both decided. Where are you hoping that we go? I am looking forward to him getting more into um, what happened in his teen years and how he went, like just in the immediate future, because he's starting with his childhood yeah, uh, and the sadness of his mother's death, um, <clears throat> sort of mirrored, mirrored with Prince Philip's death. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to, because there's been a lot of talk about those parts of the book and now he was doing cocaine and all that kind of stuff. So just sort of as a tawdry Thing yeah, you want his like wild days. Like, his... how did he make the decision to do cocaine, knowing that he's Prince Harry? You know. I, yeah. Well, I imagine because he is Prince Harry that he thinks. You know, I just <laughs> I think it's got to be hard, and it. I I will be interested to see if I can relate to the words that he's saying, the experiences that he's having. So far, I think he there is this quality to the royal family that feels above and outside my own experience right like i don't understand the world it makes for great television and great films and wonderful books and i think that's in part why i'm so fascinated but i i don't put myself in that place he is the one person i think that might be able to do that that is put us that gap to put exactly to put us in that space because he has made this decision to now come to us now granted the way he came to us was to Montecito in a very privileged manner, right? Like you and I are not living in a Montecito, you know, uh, it's bougie I'm over it. mansion um, with chickens. <laughs> but but he does, like this book is written, why? Not because, as the British tabloids would have you believe, he wants to just bore us with all of his details and wreak revenge upon his family. It's because he has to make money to prevent the world from essentially coming for him and his wife, meaning their security, their their security, creating a future for him and his children. He can't just go to Walmart and, you know, work at the cash register or, well, get some bananas. We'll talk about that later in the show. That was a good tease. (laughs) That was a good tease, Don. Yes. Them drugs are working. No, I see your point. But right. Like, so I'm sorry, the man can't just do what the rest of us do. So I don't begrudge him at all for writing this book. And I think I'm looking most forward to where and how he makes us feel or that we can somehow relate to this totally unrelatable story. And what I hope is that all the haters and the people that are out there um, saying that he's like, shut up, you're whining, you know, we don't want to hear this, you're revealing to All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
too much. Don't do this. You know, they see it as a big train wreck. I hope he convinces them that he is justified in telling this story because so far from what I've seen from their side, I feel like it's a story that does need to be told. And yes, there are casualties in this story. The reputation of the crown and Prince William and Harry and Kate and Camilla and everybody in that entire thing, you know, it's it's damaged. Well, and, and there's no avoiding that. And that's okay. Absolutely. And it's not to say that I won't question things that he says. Like, I'm not going to take every word. Like, anything he says, I'm totally here for it because he's great. And they're all liars. No, that's good. I want you to, like, indulge that. (laughs) I'm kind of like that. (laughs) Do go for it. But I I can, like, I truly think that I can see that he has a perspective, that he has an agenda. But the difference is we've not heard his perspective or agenda till now. So it will be a nice balance. To you know the myth, the lore, the scandal, the subterfuge, the the gossip that's been lobbied behind the scenes towards them and at them by people within his own family. It makes it's Shakespearean and it's epic tragedy. Oh my gosh, um, it so is. You're so right. It's Shakespearean. Join our conversation about spare. You can join our not a book club. That's really a book club, but we're really just listening to it anyway. I think Lori and Julie are doing a book club. Fine, you know what I'm saying. Head over to Twitter, our email, um, Facebook. Instagram, and uh, later in the show at 2 o'clock, we're going to ask for you to give us a call with your thoughts. When we come back, our good friend Holly's going to join us, and she's got all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental, right down in Apple Valley, your choice for whole health dentistry. What does that mean? It means that they are committed to not just your dental health. They realize that dental health is oftentimes connected to your overall health. So a great dental exam great dental care is important for you as a person so that when you leave that office after your routine checkups whatever procedures you can feel confident that your overall health uh, has been made better by the care and professionalism of the team at dakota dental that's why i go to dakota dental i've been going there for years i get my regular checkups right now i'm on a dental implant uh, journey which by the way i think i'm finally a couple months away from having that completed I'll take you along for that entire journey. In the meantime, make your appointments at dakotadental.com. They've got early mornings, evening hours, and they also know, like I do, that you got a whole new year's worth of benefits. Put them to great use with a great dentist, Dakota Dental. Tell them Bradley sent you. Hey, my talkers, it's... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood, it is our Hollywood correspondent, Miss Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Hello, Bradley. Hello, Don. Hello, Mike. This afternoon. Reporting live. <laughs> reporting live from right across from you. Um, headlines this afternoon. Danny Masterson is set to face a second trial on rape charges. Now, late last year, uh, there was a mistrial in his first trial. The jury deadlocked on three rape charges, so there was just no resolution to any of that, but prosecutors announced today that they will pursue a second trial against Danny Masterson. He is accused of forcibly raping three women at his home from 2001 to 2003, and uh, the deputy district attorney in Los Angeles told the court our office has decided to retry this case. I'm very happy for the second trial. I'm mostly happy for the victims in this case so that they get the ability because I imagine uh, I imagine our um, sorry, I'm having a technical difficulty. I imagine that a, a mistrial 
can be terribly defeating for those victims, even though they got their chance to to have their day in court, that there was no resolution. It had to be extremely frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the jury couldn't reach a verdict. Uh, the jurors leaned towards acquittal, as Variety notes, with votes of 10 to 2, 8 to 4, and 7 to 5 on the three counts. So that is happening again. Over at AMC, Fear the Walking Dead is oh, going Dawn, to end. Can't. I'm sorry. Oh, That's we... what we can't hear, Dawn. Oh, no. Can't. I think you need to turn your mic on. Hello. There she hey! is. Uh, I was just saying how glad I was that, um, the you know, yes, this, it needs to be tried again. Thank goodness for the victims. Fabulous. Yes. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is ending its run on AMC with its upcoming eighth season. Did you watch that, Dawn? I didn't watch Fear the Walking Dead. I just uh, trudged through and hate watched Walking Dead. I refused <laughs> my boyfriend. Wait, is that show I over, Dawn? Oh yeah. It finally died. It's just like it's so. But did it? Because it's about zombies and how you don't die, so it's like kill the zombies. Um, so Fear the Walking Dead is a. It's supposed to be better than The Walking Dead, which anything is better. But then they're doing all these spinoffs anyway. So uh, thank God that's coming to an end. But then they're gonna have like. <laughs> You know, all these other Fear beyond shows. The Walking Dead. Yeah, you're so scared that you just can't. Yeah, it's beyond fear. Oh, it's gosh. like the fear of zombies being no. dead, but zomb- coming back after the show's been canceled, zombies. <clears throat> it's like the Planet Actually, of the Apes franchise. Conquest <laughs> of the Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of these pairings of like, you know, Daryl and Carol, but not that. Yeah. Anyway. Great. Uh, you're selling it. I want yeah. no part of oh, that. It sounds like an early 70s sex rock. Carol and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Carol pulled out on it, so it's okay. just Okay. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I well, you it. said it that way. <laughs> oh, no. We're like five minutes in and she's already off the rails. Okay, oh, continue, okay. Holly. It's okay. What else? Take your job <laughs> seriously. Please. This is a very serious. <laughs> we don't like no. sexual innuendo on this program. I didn't even mean it, you guys. I'm serious. Oh, that's fine. I'll I'm poke really around serious. here and find some of the stories. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, yes, what else? Bradley, Don, Mike, did you remember that the Golden Globes are happening tonight? Yes. Mike just told us, and I did not. Only because he told us. (laughs) Only because Mike just told you in the Dirt Alert update. It's true. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's because college football was happening last night. Oh, well, obviously that's more important. Ah, Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, and NBC was like, no, we already put you in timeout, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. We got football to air on Monday night, which is more valuable than your award show. So you get to go on Tuesday. Also, Mike said that it's uh, on Peacock. Will will it stream like on, or not stream, uh, will it actually be broadcast over the air? Uh, yes, it's going to be on NBC, 7 o'clock local time. Now, I would check if you're watching on Peacock whether or not you need a subscription to Peacock because I've ran into that before where I wanted to watch a live stream of something that was supposed mm-hmm. to be on NBC. And then I ran yeah. up into a paywall. Rude. You know, just you know, proceed with caution if that's how you're planning on watching that. Or, you know, not. Yeah. Thanks for that oh heads God. up. Some people you know have Peacock Plus. Well, I, I, all I'm saying is that the Golden Globes and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, they're in the doghouse. They have to prove themselves yeah. again. Interest is minimal at best, but you know what? We're going to be watching it here at my talk. So you don't have to. Exactly. You. Holly, Absolutely. will you uh, stick around and give us some blind items when you come back? Of course. Juicy bits of gossip from Holly when we return right here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And Mike.
We love gossip, and the only thing we love more is a gossip mystery that we get to solve. And each and every day, Holly Roberts shows up to help us solve some of those Hollywood mysteries in the form of blind items. Let's do it. Blinded by the item. Celebrity gossip mysteries kicking off with our first one, which goes a little something like this. It has been solved. This was a um, blind item that was initially published during our little holiday break that we had here. Holiday. This awful former A-plus list comedian is going to charge $5 or less for his tour next year to try and get people to come and see him. He will cover any losses himself. Oh, hmm. Okay. I would say... Mm, yeah. Ooh, Louis C.K.? No. But that is a good guess, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to validate you, Don. <laughs> you are validated, Don. Your opinion I was a good one. I want to be validated. Thank you. Um, um, let's get back to... Uh, who? Well, I mean... This awful A-list plus. This is awful in, like... Anti his, lawyer's opinion. No, this is in the like, world's opinion. I was going to say, I kind of oh. feel like maybe it was Bill Cosby. Yes, oh, Bill Bradley. Cosby. Oh, oh boy. Okay, Bill Cosby. Mm, Bill and five dollars. Yeah. Don't. So Bill Cosby, according to Anti Lawyer, is going to charge five dollars or less for his tour next year. How do you charge less than five dollars? Well, he's going to cover any of the losses himself, Bradley. Oh, I thought you meant like he was going to be like ninety nine cents. Come see me live. Ninety nine cents and a Bed Bath and Beyond expired coupon. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, who, God. Would, who would go see Bill Cosby? Well, exactly. Nobody wants to see Bill Cosby. That's the thing. And he's willing to pay for all of this himself okay. to get people to think that they want to go and see him. Can I just play devil's advocate a little bit? Yes. Don't you think that there's like an audience for like people who are terrible? I mean, I've been on the internet. I'm just saying like <laughs> there have been <laughs> comedians, yes. actors <clears throat> who uh, have been able to, you know, find a small segment of the population to show up and applaud whatever it is that they insist on doing. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't be surprised if people show up. Maybe there's also some people who just want to show up for the like train wreck quality of it. Yeah. The curiosity sake and to say that they did. Would you do it? Anna Delvey's art. Oh, we'll get to that. that. We're going to get to that next. Um, Would I do it? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Okay. I assumed, but you just, thank you for involving me in the conversation, (laughs) but no, No, would you, Bradley? Zero. Mike? Zero chance. No, no way. What about Holly? Just say yes. No, absolutely She's like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) No. No way. I can appreciate a good train wreck, but this is just no. Well, and you know, here's the thing that I... It's disrespectful. Correct. Here's the sort of counterpoint. It's not really a counterpoint, but just for the sake of discussion. Like, I can see wherein a person does something, uh, is held accountable for it. Um, accounts for it, him or herself, and then people are willing to give that person a second chance. That is absolutely right. not the case with Bill Cosby, so it stands to reason that very few, if any, people would want to reward that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's move on. I would hope so. Right, All he right. hasn't apologized, is no. what you're saying, or admitted exactly. to anything, exactly. unlike Louis C.K., who has. Yeah. Blinded by the 
item. Let's solve another celebrity gossip mystery. Which former talk show hostess has been approached for a, a Super Bowl commercial, a big game commercial, by a fast food chain which she shares a name with? Wendy's, Wendy Williams. Oh my yes. God, are you kidding? That is That's hilarious. Right. According to the celebrity gossip mystery, Wendy Williams has been approached for a big game commercial by fast food chain Wendy's. I mean, it's not the dumbest idea around. I think she should take it. Yeah, like who wouldn't want to see what we've all take been wondering money. what she's been up to. <clears throat> well, they, and I'm sure it's a ton of money. Right. Yeah, well, and frankly, the one caveat that I will put is like, we don't know if she's in charge of her money right now. So that may not be an incentive for her to actually do it because there's been, uh, well, we know, in fact, that Wells Fargo stepped in to prevent her from spending a certain amount of her money. So that would be my only caveat is like, who's in charge of the finances? Thank mm-hmm. you for being the voice of reason, Bradley. I mean, I just... And for caring about Wendy Williams. Yeah, of course. Oh, we love yeah. Wendy. Let's move on. Apparent, another celebrity gossip mystery. Apparently, the permanent A-list singer, in quotation marks, is never going to let the former A-list singer turned A-list actress off the hook for the singer's husband hitting on her. <gasps> the singer went after her again this week in another post. Oh. I mean, I feel like this is Britney, but I'm confused about the rest of the p- moving parts. Dawn? It is Britney. Oh, and the other one. Who's Britney going after? Going after someone else's husband? No. No, she was going oh. after someone who there was some stuff going on, but I, that's what I don't understand. Is it Jamie Lynn? No. So, uh. this former A-list singer turned A-list actress apparently... Britney Spears' husband, Sam Asgari, was hitting on that person. And Britney Spears is a bitter Betty about it. And she's going off. I missed it. Who's she going off on? Oh, is it Mm. Paris Hilton? No, it's not Paris Hilton. Okay. No. Now, uh, Britney Spears seemingly dragged this person on Instagram, oh, a couple of months ago. And it all confused us. Okay. Uh, Was that... Simpson? No. no, no. But she did make fun of Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Um, but it, it's um, what's her name? Only murders. Selena. Yeah. Selena Gomez. Mike for the ding. Ding, 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 Ooh, ding, ding. Mike, good job. Oh my gosh. So apparently, Britney Spears is never going to let Selena Gomez off the hook for Sam Asgari hitting on her. Which Selena oh. Gomez had talked to your husband about that, Britney. Britney Not Spears. my fault. Yeah. yeah. I, I Don't ever go after the person that your significant other is uh, doing things with because you need to be responsible for your own relationship. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Anyway. Agreed. But that does explain then why Selena, why she did come for Selena Gomez. I remember in a post a couple months back and people are like, why does she keep bringing That's right. Selena up? So I remember that because everyone was sort of horrified, like, oh, you are really, really out of the loop. Don't do that because people love Selena Gomez. You obviously don't know, but she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got time for another one. Sure do. Uh, this celebrity gossip mystery for Bradley, Don, and Mike to solve, this foreign-born A-list actor was asked to step in and take over a role on a very popular streaming show. 
The thing is, the actor he replaced might be coming back. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And if he doesn't, the whole thing might be canceled even though it had been scheduled to be renewed. I know this. Ooh. Liam Hemsworth. Yes, and Henry Cavill, the Witcher. The Witcher. Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely. Please let Henry Cavill back. Yeah. So Liam Hemsworth was asked to step in and take over a role on The Witcher from Henry Cavill. But the thing is, according to NT lawyer Henry Cavill, might be coming back to The Witcher, and if Henry Cavill doesn't, The Witcher just might be canceled outright, even though it had been scheduled to be renewed. Now this makes total sense if I think about it correctly, and uh, feel free to. Correct me. <laughs> um, this might be because Henry lost out on Superman, yes. which may be the reason he left The Witcher. So now if he's it not is. doing Superman, then he would have the ability to do The Witcher, much to Liam Hemsworth's chagrin. Exactly. That has to be true because I knew people were like, no, it isn't. He didn't quit The Witcher because of. Yes, he did because it was like literally the day before. Well, and that's a role. James Gunn came back and said, oh, P.S., you're not Superman. Yeah, which was totally unexpected and he didn't see that coming. Yeah. So it would make total sense. I'm, I'm And all in. I've watched The Witcher and, you know, I, I, I don't think Liam Hemsworth should be The Witcher. It should just be canceled because it's an awful show. Except for Henry Cavill, he's he's right. really good at The Witcher. Is because I've also played the video games and like oh, he is perfect. Okay, okay, good to know. But the show itself is not great to me. Oh, I've never not seen great. It. Have you? But he looks great in it, and he is great. Well, he's a beautiful human. Mm, well, unless you listen to blind items, and then I can't deal with oh. that right now. Do we have oh, yeah, a, a quickie? Uh, no, yeah. we don't have a quickie. Well, Dawn, That's uh, okay. uh, we have to let Holly go, because when we come back, you have to tell us all about uh, a new reality show that we're going to fall for. Actually, it's not a new reality <laughs> show. It's a con that Anna Delby's pulling on us. That's right. This is all just one big con again. Well, uh, prepare to get conned, courtesy of Dawn and Anna Delvey. When we return, Holly, thank you, by the way, for the blind item. Thank you. Not that con. Oh, wrath of con. Cute. I see what you did there. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. We'll be right back on Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You have these crazy adventures with these bizarre characters, and it's so much fun. We're talk. Is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And taking a look at your Channel 5 Abbott's News forecast, it is brought to you by The Little Blind Spot. Today, mainly cloudy with some peaks of sun at times. 30 is the high we're working up to. Tonight, mostly cloudy and patchy fog, some light snow, and even some light freezing drizzle in the mix after 11 p.m. About a half inch of accumulation possible, uh, even maybe up to one inch for the northern parts of the cities. 28 will be the overnight low. Then tomorrow, areas of light freezing drizzle and light snow early, otherwise patchy fog and uh, cloudy skies. 32 the high. Right now, it's 28 here on my talk. 1071. Well, Anna Delvey's trying to con us again, or at least that's what Dawn thinks based on a story about a new uh, 
doc, or what was it? A document? No, not a doc. It's a reality, reality show. Reality show. Uh, good afternoon and welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, our very own reality show. By the way, if you want to join our conversation about Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, we're going to talk about it in the third hour of the show. Two o'clock. Hey, Dawn, what's this yes. uh, inventing Anna experience? Oh my gosh. All right, Anna Delvey. They are shopping around a reality show. Mm. Her and her lawyer. He says it's going to be dealing with her art and design, and it will deal with her as a person and as a talented artist. This is coming from Duncan Levin. Uh, He is um, really very good friends with Anna Delvey, his client. And um, it's unscripted, of course, which it's like your whole life has been scripted. You're just improving everything, honey. So yeah. um, well, and remind us who Anna Delvey <clears throat> is, because I I will say I did not watch Inventing Anna, but I think that's where a lot of people would know her from, right? Yes. Um, well, yes. She had a huge trial because, um, well, she was conning tons of you know socialites, people with money, banks. I mean, scamming everybody that had any money in New York to believing that she was this wealthy german heiress and Mm -hmm. she wasn't she was just mysteriously this 26 year old russian woman yeah who had lived in germany who came over to the united states and basically fooled everybody into believing um that she was this russian heiress and then got a lot of loans to support her lifestyle and hobnobbing with lots of people and then she was found out eventually and you know served four years in in prison and so now this is like her second act in terms of like pulling the wool over everyone's eyes it totally is so from prison she had an art show if you remember a couple of years ago i read um somebody who went to the show and just how you know the person who put the money up for the show never got their nine thousand dollars back that they put up so she was conning them Mm. and it was to display and sell her artwork that she had done in prison which i'm assuming part of this reality show is going to deal with her and follow her around that's their idea so um at the art show all these people just to go back in time a little bit they bought her prison artwork for you know these 20 somethings that have money to spend mm-hmm. for like they would drop drop 10 grand i mean i think she made like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, which helped her get bailed out of jail really yeah i mean she's Um, she's a hustler obviously she's a hustler she's a mastermind and people are so interested in how she she has been able to pull this off so this reality show that they're shopping around her her uh, attorney says goes on further to say that we're down the road on several really interesting opportunities and we're just looking for places where she'll get a fair shake and where people are willing to give her this opportunity to speak for herself and tell her story. Why? So I mean, I understand why she wants to do this, right? Because she can make a bunch of money or whatever, and it furthers her brand. But like. Why, like, why, who, oh, God, the world. I'm sorry. I'm just, because you're absolutely right, they will. They will watch it. Um, So um, they're talking about her having a clothing line and a fragrance as well. Um, It's just all, and her lawyer is the one that's talking about all this. And he says that they, she's just a lovely woman and that they laugh every day together. They have such a great time. I'm like, are you in love with her? There's a picture of him. Wait, what? Who's saying You know those under eye patches? Her lawyer. 
the one who's speaking for her. Oh, okay. So this, they're like this, besties. This Levin, okay. this uh, Duncan Levin character. They're besties. In one of the photos on this page six article, they're wearing those under eye um, gold things that enhance, you know, that oh, get rid of wrinkles together. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, she's only in her 20s anyway. Why does she need them? Um, but, I was just asking so for what my I, eyes. Oh, I think you should try them, but I think you're fine. You're beautiful the way you are. Oh, God. So I um, I tried watching well. Inventing Anna last night. Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah, had yeah, yeah, only, yeah. I had only watched her from the trial. So I never watched the fictionalized version of her. Oh, got it. I only it. got through like 45 minutes of it, and I had to turn it off because... It wasn't because of Julia Garner, because I've heard she's not great in it as Anna Delvey. It's questionable. It's because of the other actress in it who plays the reporter, and she was the young girl in My Girl. Her name is Anna Chlumsky Chlumsky, or something. Chlumsky. Boy, should have, I don't know, maybe thought about another name for us. Oh, my God, darn! That's her name! Sorry, but it's like I mean, go after wow. her acting, but she didn't pick her name. I will in a second here. Can we play the clip of yeah. her, which made me immediately turn it Let's off? Let's do it. Before though, let me just say that she has said at least ten to twelve f words before she says this. This is her having um, an ultrasound appointment at the doctor. Her playing the reporter who's pregnant. My reputation. Before there was a tiny person I'm required to keep alive and pay attention to. I want her. I do. It's... I I thought I would have my career saved. I thought it would be repaired, breathing on its feet, before who I get to be changes. Look, she's real. I've run out of time. Uh, and if you tell me my joy at having a daughter is supposed to make up for the loss of my career, the loss of the thing that lights up my brain, I swear to God I will smother you in your sleep. Oh, she's talking so to emotional. This is she's... when she finds out she's having a girl. And I'm like, did that really happen? No, it sounds Why like somebody we... wrote those words. It is. It's a Shondaland show, and I'm sorry if you're a fan, but I'm just not. I don't think I am. Well, because... you're not a fan of Anna Klumsky. I am not a fan of her acting style. Or her name. Well, let's just forget I said that. Remember. Remember, I'm having a struggle today. Oh, it's the drugs talking. It's the drugs talking. Yeah, that was the drugs, you guys. And I just say stuff like that. If Anna's listening. Get used to it. I just (laughs) just say stuff. I do. I just don't care, guys. Change the name. It's awful. So... I feel like I would do did a little retrospective. Like I watched on IMDb all the clips of her and this actress. And I'm sorry to go off on this tangent on the side here, well, but it it's seems why like I literally stopped watching the show because every clip of her was every movie she does this. Oh my god! So you became obsessed. I became obsessed. Well, just for about five minutes of yeah, seeing all the bad acting the fact that, that this girl does. But what I love is the fact that you disliked it so much that it then sent you down a rabbit hole. Like most things you don't like, you just <laughs> don't do, right? Well, but I, then you were like, "I need to know how bad she really is." YouTube, click it, click it. No, it was on her IMDb, and it just started playing, and then I had You're to like, see oh, her doing this same bad acting. Oh. Anyway, back to Anna Delby. Will you watch this? Well, you're not (laughs) selling it, so no. No, I do. I will just say, like, for my own part, I was not fascinated by this story. I know a lot of people were, so that's not just an excuse to write it off. But 
But I also just think, um, you know, uh, the age of like swindlers has kind of passed. You know, yeah. the, it was it, you it had was Tinder kind of swindler. It was kind of everywhere, and it's just like I'm kind of the you know I've I've moved on. But but you know, look, if you're an Anna Delvey uh, hater, lover, or whatever you would call yourself, this might be for you. I think truly. This is just an attempt to keep her name out there and try to make some money, which I'm sure she has to do yeah, now that she has nothing. Money. I mean, she has nothing, right? Like, what is she going to do? Just like she Prince says Harry. She's an artist. Yeah, she's a con artist. And I'm okay? not saying Prince Harry. This Harry's... show is a big. What? What was... about Prince Harry? No, I was just saying, like, people who have limited options have to turn to, <laughs> you know, like, true to reality shows.